everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro. It's the podcast where we are watching the TV show Lost in Reverse Order, or as we like to say here, we have to go backwards uh, with one of our hosts, Chad Wago, and he's never seen Lost before. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> watching Lost, I mean. Uh, yeah, I never watched it. Are we doing it well? Uh, did that sound like LL? I was trying to go for tone low. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, the person who asked if I was doing it well is uh, our other co-host and good friend, AJ Nieves. Hey, welcome everybody. Um, doing it well? Batman well? Uh, anyway, let's <laughs> let's jump right in. Oh, we so even... I forgot to mention that David K. Jones was the first person yeah. you heard speaking. Oh, there you go. Well, that's all three of us and everybody. Please welcome as we consider this week's episode, Season 2, Episode 9, What Kate Did. Um, just a quick synopsis of our episode. Kate's original crime is revealed. Locke and Echo discover something interesting about the film. Michael has a mysterious encounter with a computer. That that's a really weird way to phrase yeah. it. <laughs> but do we do we not have mysterious encounters with computers yeah. these days? No, it makes it sound like he tried to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him and the and a and a computer and a candlelit dinner yeah. in that hatch. <laughs> and Michael going like, So where 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 did you grow up? Where are you from? Calico Town, yeah. okay. Locke said not to break it. He didn't say anything about not fucking, fucking it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of holes in there. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of holes. <laughs> it just and it just becomes broken yeah. over time. Like it'd be funny if we cut to like a few months later and it's just the computer telling Mike how unfulfilled <laughs> it is with the relationship. And you've been watching her. <laughs> <laughs> you just got heard, Michael. Yeah. H e r e d hurt her. All right. How long do you think Desmond was down in that hatch by himself before he tried to fuck the computer? <laughs> <laughs> well, he had like food and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. I feel like you would try and fuck food yeah, before you try to fuck the computer. Yeah. He's just he's looking something for soft. Some, <laughs> something warm and soft. <laughs> that's that's so gross. The original airing of this episode aired on November thirtieth, two thousand five, and um, we already seen two thousand five. Well, yeah, 2005. That's 14 years ago today. No, not quite, but yeah, in a week. This episode is a unruly teen at yeah. this point. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is November 30th, 2005. And um, I think not too long after this, because we already seen the 23rd Psalm, the episode that comes after this, but they might have gone into like, yeah, some kind of hiatus or break. Yeah, probably or Christmas break. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like at the time well, it's before where, the series broke. Yeah. yeah. And this is episode um, nine. This is the ninth episode of the season. Yeah. They're like pumping out 24 of these a season. So, I mean, TV, like to pump out a 42-minute yeah. drama back then, we've spoken of it. But that's that seems like a real stretch nowadays because everything has been so shortened, which kind of helps with the quality of today's programming. I mean, you know, I feel like we're living in still kind of the golden age of TV. Yeah. I think shows nowadays don't have time for Jack's Tattoo episodes. <laughs> or if they do, they're not considered to be as good <laughs> shows. Yeah. And this is, uh, it's a very good show. Uh, one of the first things that uh, happens in this is uh, Kate sees a horse yeah. in the jungle. And everyone's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. And that's the show that I thought Lost was. Before I had ever watched Lost, I just thought it was going to be a series of confusing images uh, that made people go, what the fuck? And then spend like the rest of the week trying to figure out what the fuck yeah. they just saw. Yeah. This is like 
this show, I mean, there's been shows before it that, that dabble as mystery box shows. Um, some that this show takes its inspiration from. We could see a lot. There's like Twin Peaks that came before it. There's, um, there's a lot of other material. I think um, even Damon Lindelof kind of mentions that some of his inspiration he had gotten from other sources, including comics. I think he was a big Watchmen guy. and um, We know that already, but... Yeah, he was a uh, like I think in, you know in all that stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot of mystery box or a lot of Easter egg stuff that kind of pops up, and that's 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 what we get in this. And it's 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 so strange because at the time that this episode came up in '05, the internet was was um, was there, but like uh, it seemed like it was kind of in the infancy infancy of like um, of of internet sleuthing, where you had to like you you'd find a group of people and then you would break down what was in an episode of Lost and then try and um, figure soup to nuts what the hell is going on. And that was just the big draw of the show. It, it got a lot of that. Yeah, fandom didn't work back then the way that it does now yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays you can't even, like, it's hard to conceal spoilers and secrets or leaks from right. TV shows. And yeah. we're living in a world now in 2019 where there's, like, aerial drones the last season of Game of Thrones, I think they uh, it, that was becoming an issue. A lot of the outside shot stuff, it was being picked up by these aerial wow. drones of people trying to like grab a hold of spoilers. So a lot <laughs> of stuff that was shot in the last season of Game of Thrones is like or like inside sets or like closed sets where you know you couldn't just fly a drone over it. Right. Uh, I know that uh, this is a completely different Damon Lindelof show. But is that why they have the scene in Watchmen where they're trying to shoot down the drones? <laughs> um, I don't know. But that would be interesting if that were the case. Like, for, was it like a commentary on entertainment? <laughs> I feel like the sh- I feel like that show is just doing its own thing, and like the and, and that stuff that might be a commentary. I would imagine it. May, it may be also. Like, you've been listening to the Listen Men. <laughs> <laughs> We're all over the map tonight, but or today on this episode, whenever you're listening to this. But it's it's fine because we're tying it all back into what Kate did. Kate murders her birth father. Yeah, but she didn't. Well, we didn't know it was her birth father at the time. I didn't know. Like yeah. this whole series up until now, I thought I thought she killed her stepdad up until this episode. Yeah, because like they mention at the end of this episode, and then never again. Yeah, I I totally. Uh, had forgotten i guess that it was her stepdad that she killed Mm. i thought it was a real dad yeah and it turns out that's what she did (laughs) (laughs) so you were right the whole time didn't even know it (laughs) but yeah this is the episode where uh kate blows up the house with uh her drunk weird kind of molesty stepdad yeah I thought I thought we were gonna get a, like a little bit more time with Wayne, be- you know, before his demise. But this episode starts off no. pretty hardcore. Like, like I thought we we're gonna see him, you know, being uh, or we're gonna see some interaction. Her mom. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna see some of that, or we're gonna see something that would tip us off as the audience. Like, oh, okay, so we, you know, we were more in Kate's camp anyway because yeah. we've been following her for the whole season, uh, season one, and now we're like almost halfway through with season two so we're we're strong supporters or the audience is supposed to be a strong supporter of kate so you're kind of like okay i could see why she would but yeah they jumped right into it yeah, so exactly. i don't know if they're gonna if we're gonna see more of this later in the earlier apps maybe uh see if we don't uh i think that it's actually kind of a brave move of them mm. where they just show this guy and they give you hints at you know their relationship but 
not enough to make you be solidly on her side uh, as to why uh, he should be murdered. Mm. And then they feed you some more hints later, but they're sort of uh, almost daring you to be like, what? Yeah. Not my Kate. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this episode does a good job of speaking to to who Kate is and what Kate does for for this, like within this scenario, because up until this episode, uh, like, honestly, I thought she had killed her stepfather because uh, because he was he was me he was you know, he was a terrible stepfather he was you know, he was hurting it, her mom and all this other stuff but we come to learn on in the episode the real reason why she kills her father is because she finds out that that's her father and she is of the belief that she cannot escape becoming her father yeah. which really is that's the worst reason to kill a guy like it's one thing is like, oh yeah he, he beats up my mom and I'm pretty sure he wants to to fuck me. Yeah. Now instead of it's like, oh, I, I really don't like him. I really don't I like, might be you, like you. And I might be like you. <laughs> so now so, I have to kill you. Yeah. That that's a string of logic that doesn't really connect yeah. that well. I could I could hear that. Yeah, and that I think taking it at that level, yeah, I could see where that would be a terrible decision. But on a literary level, I feel like it works a little bit more for me because She's destroying the thing that she hopes not to become, which is, in this case, a person. Uh, it's, you know, um, and and interestingly enough, like he he beat her mother consistently, but and she says that he never touched her. So it's it's not personal violation um, for Kate in 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 a in a traditional way, but it's a violation when she learns the truth and. I guess she learns the truth when she's trying to find out more about her, about the person that she thought was her father. Because like she ends yeah. up finding out that he was stationed overseas. When yeah, he was mother. in Korea, which makes me wonder how old Kate is. Yeah. Because she was 24 in that flashback. But her dad was in Korea when she was born. And, of course, the Korean War was in the 50s. But, I mean, like, people still go to Korea yeah, now. that's true. Or but, get stationed yeah. there, I mean. But even then, like, that... If she finds pictures of him in Korea at that point, there's no reason he couldn't have gone home on leave while he was stationed in Korea mm-hmm. and impregnated her mother. So she made a jump there with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like, wait, he didn't have shore leave? Or, yeah. or, I don't know, he didn't have time to come home and... Well, apparently, uh, Kate is just making all kinds of bad logic <laughs> yeah. leaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is does that does that lessen this episode for you guys? Uh, does it feel like... What does it feel like in terms of... is it Does it feel like sloppy writing or just bad character development i think that kate kills this guy for because she you know it's her father and she doesn't want to be like him she hates her father who he is as a person enough to, to kill him but like that could be said about like every other character in the show has a lot of issues with their dads and she's the only one that kills her own father and is never punished for it really never has to repent for it yeah even even in the end like even when they make it to uh that that grouping uh in that church or whatever like um as far as i remember it seems to be the only time that she actually kind of confronts this and she confronts it to an unconscious sawyer where she calls him wayne um for the events that happened earlier in the episode where where sawyer reaches out and grabs her and uh says why did you kill me did he 
But or was that he? a hallucination that she had because she's sleep deprived? Uh-huh. And also uh, various island reasons. Yeah. Or it could be Sawyer having a dream about one of the dudes that he has killed um, erroneously over the years. And just channeling that guy in his fever dream. I wonder. I know um, Damon Lindelof, I think he might have had writing credit on this episode. I, I have to check. But throughout the series, there's that common theme of bad fathers yeah. bad and, and, and fraught father-son relationships. To be we, fair, that's a lot of Western media as a whole. Yeah. That is true. That is true. I remember there is an article like a long time ago that came out, I think, around the time that Loss was um, starting to hit its stride, maybe um, during season two, where Lindelof said that like, he was dealing with a lot of stuff. I think his dad had passed away yeah. at the time of, uh, the, of Loss being on the air, or maybe even before, a little before. So there's a lot of that stuff that seems to be yeah. worked out throughout the series you get it's, it with it's kind of weird if it's like at the beginning of the second season where they go into a lot of conflicts with dads but not that many resolutions with dads that doesn't happen until later mm. so that's a weird th- way for him to process his father's passing is to show people having dysfunctional relationships with their fathers and yeah. not really resolving it yeah and not having years. any resolution i kind of yeah. like it a little like that in, but, in terms of this drama but uh he didn't get uh, whatever kind of mm-hmm. resolution he had with his father issues because his dad died right yeah and so, so it's yeah, that's a way of working through it yeah and that seems like it kind of it, it could it could be a touchstone for a lot of people a lot of viewers and things left unsaid with a parent i mean that stuff i mean especially if you're for whatever reason maybe there's a lot of different ones that, that weren't on good terms with one or both parents and um they see this thrown on on, on screen but it feels like loss they it, it 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 went into some of this some of these these darker territories that explore the relationships between parents and children that a lot of stuff on TV wasn't doing at the time. I mean there there like you said, there was like there's a lot of like that's a big Western theme and a lot of entertainment and art. Um but in this case like it wasn't it, it wasn't wrapped up for us um you know it, as as pretty as some of the other shows can do and I feel like it's that messy, that messy fraught relationship stuff that works in favor of the show for the most part. Because you know, a lot of times, and it fits in perfectly since this is a mystery box show that you don't get a lot of answers to, and you don't get a, a lot of answers to a lot of these relationships. Even when they're like, you know, at whatever fever pitch um, within some of these relationships, like the Anthony Cooper John Locke relationship, it comes to a head where Anthony Cooper dies, but not at Locke's hands, and we also get like. Jack in the sideways yeah. reality with his son, and there's that stuff that comes about, but it's all it's it's all it's all very yeah. fraught relationships between fathers and sons mostly, and then we get the occasional mother daughter thing like we have with Kate and her mom that comes back in some of the later episodes. Who do you think got like full resolution with their father on the show, or with their oh. father issues? Because like like you pointed out, uh, Locke was not the one that killed uh, his dad. Jack never made peace with his dad until possibly the very end of the show. Right. And it sort of uh, dealing with his issues with his father by proxy with uh, his uh, totally not real son. Well, it, it was definitely a real son. He <laughs> <laughs> just wasn't treated as... He was an illegitimate son. It, it, was, real. it was 
possibly a real son, <laughs> which is, I, I believe, the conclusion that we reached yeah. last time we talked about this. Has ha, what do you think, Dave? Has anybody? I don't think anyone really did with their. Oh no, Hurley. Hurley and his dad were oh, the only ones like yeah. actual biological father son thing. But I think also uh, Alex and Ben kind of in in the sideways reality kind of mm-hmm. have some closure when he's her principal or whatever. And then also Desmond and, and old Widmore. He's not really his father, but he's kind of that patriarchal father figure. figure yeah. yeah. He gets to tell him. He gets his respect at some point towards the end. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the uh, the actual resolution between uh, the father uh, issues, it, a lot of it is done by proxy yeah. in the show. Uh, with the exception of Hurley, of right, course. Yeah. But Hurley's the exception to a lot of those <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Because uh, I, I know that you had pointed out that uh, uh, Kate never had a reckoning for uh, killing right. her father, yeah. but I think that she did sort of deal with her father issues since a lot of the father issues, uh, as revealed at the end of the episode where she says that she killed him because she was afraid of becoming him. Right. Like he sort of uh, epitomized or uh, like. He, he was sort of an avatar for things that she hated about herself, possibly. Right. And by the end of the series, I feel like Kate doesn't necessarily hate herself hmm. the way that it seems like at this point in the show, maybe she does. And um, I feel what helps Kate get get past this, this it's more, it's like less of, um, it's like, it's that tr- was your phone, <laughs> listener, not ours. <laughs> We're professionals. Thanks, thanks, listener, for, for turning that off. We appreciate yeah, so it. So please mute your phone while you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, like, um, Kate doesn't have a, a reckoning in, in that particular way, but she does move past this trauma, not in the traditional, like, she confronted it and, and it's all behind her now, whatever, but she confronts this trauma in a different way by becoming a mother like she mothers Aaron and I feel like that's the thing that moves her out of that I will never be a good person I'm always (laughs) on the run because when we see her in later episodes she's built a stable home for this kid yeah she seems at peace as a mother and she's not like trying to bounce from place to place or she's not on that constant I need to get out of here tip or like how we see her in most of the show I feel like when she starts when the, it starts closing in on her, like someone is coming after Aaron, she wants to run, but she chooses not to, I think. She chooses to stand and face it. Yeah, because at that point, she's not running from herself anymore. Right, yeah. yeah and she also has something bigger in her life right. that, that she wants to stand up for, and that's Aaron. And um, and, and she, she actually considers herself a mother, because later on, um, when it's when it's put to her that like that's not your child like she has some trouble hearing it because she's mothered him for for some time you know so but this is the thing that helps her move on so she it from what we've seen already it's like she cannot she can't make those two worlds blend where she is not the mother because that it's the fact of her mothering that 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 moves her away from this place of like oh no this is um yeah I'm, i'm not a good person just like my father, who is a piece of shit and just not a good person, and all this other stuff. It's just, it's just fascinating that yeah. we can have that kind of dialogue, like through a series run with this character, with, with Kate. 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting. She didn't even find it until she left the island mm-hmm. and had to raise Aaron and was kind of forced into it. And she found that that's where the meaning in her life was. Which, which is, is very interesting because the island wants to be the meaning in mm-hmm. so many other people's yeah. lives. What do you guys make of the horse? I assume it was a smoke monster horse. Yeah, I think it was. What about off island? Yeah, that's interesting. Or it could be monkey face horse. Yeah, it could be a Jacob horse. See, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was Jacob on island because at this point we haven't met Jacob yet, but he's still alive. He hasn't been murdered yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe it's Jacob on the island. Or it could be the smoke monster on the island that, because we know that the smoke monster has the ability to tap into all the all the islanders' memories. But I'm not sure if that was only after they had after they had died, or can he mm-hmm. tap in? Because he, he can tap into memories while they're yeah. alive, right? Because yeah. we get like Echo and, and we have his brother while mm-hmm. he's still alive, right, and, yeah. the, and the brother is a smoke monster. Except for the my whole theory that everyone was already all dead when the show started. Right, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it could be a Jacob horse because the horse is responsible for saving her. Yeah. Because the horse was what was in the road that caused the cop to swerve, right? Yeah. Or this is, or another possible option is that it was just a horse off island, just a regular old horse. Uh, but uh, it doesn't really scan with the fact that she was able yeah. to get away and get free. Yeah, but, but I think the way that everything, everyone's all connected, like on and off island, like how. Locke's dad is the one that conned yeah. Sawyer's parents and things like that. Like, would you guys be surprised to find out in three episodes that that horse was, um, maybe Charlie was riding him, and then he was too high on, on heroin, or horse <laughs> as they call it, and fell off, and then the horse then, ran off? But then <laughs> ran shouldn't off. it have been a white horse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pale horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, wasn't, I thought... The uh, white horse is another uh, heroin thing. I think so. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, that seems like it would scan. Yeah. Listeners, uh, tweet at us with your favorite drug um, nicknames. Yeah. Um, also, too, if we wanted to take it um, with hashtag narcotic narcotic name. Never mind. Narcot narconics narconics nar. How do we blend a horse into that <laughs> narc? Uh, Nickname codex? Nickname codex? Yeah, there's something in there. Listeners, you guys are listening to us <laughs> brainstorm live. This is quite the truth. Yeah. yeah, send us your better hashtags with hashtag better hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to throw like a narco thing in there, I'll be that's bonus points. Yeah. I feel like uh, and we haven't touched on this in a while, but Hashtag better hashtags. Yeah. That's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I do. I I I listen to that. Yeah. I, I would totally wear that shirt. <laughs> yeah, you can look for that in the What's Up with That Bro store, which does not exist right now. Okay, so the the horse in itself, it's a black horse or it's a dark horse. I don't know if we want to pick apart the symbolism in that. It might. Um, I don't know when I think about when I thought about that horse uh, on screen like for the first time I was thinking oh it seems like um, the show also throws in a lot of religious themes and um, I don't know dark horses in the bible the only thing I can think of is maybe the horsemen of the apocalypse where there's different riders on different colored horses including a pale horse a red horse and I think a black horse and forget which one is which but but Would there the might, black horse be war, maybe? I think the red mm-hmm. horse was war. Uh, okay. The pale horse was famine. 
and the the rider was death, and the white horse was, I forget, but it, Wait, the rider was war. The rider of the pale horse was death. The rider of the pale horse was death. But the death. pale horse itself was famine. But the pale horse. That can't be right. I'm not too sure. I I, I must. I, I I I think I'm off here. <laughs> Are the horses and the people each different things? Um, I think so. So. Conquest is white, war is red, famine is black, death is a uh, pale green horse. Oh. oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm glad that you found that. Conquest, I don't remember that. Conquest is war. Or yeah. no, conquest is pestilence? What? Oh, what? Pestilence, I, I yeah. think you found one of those weird like Russian sites that's just a bunch of words to get you to click on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we're doing famine, that might scan a little bit more to me because I'm thinking in terms of, of Kate seeing this horse... She herself is is going through f- famine of truth. I don't know if I'm stretching here or if I'm like, yeah, because like she doesn't yeah, tell herself famine the truth. Of meaning, famine yeah. of truth. Yeah. And she's not finding any meaning in her life. That's why she's constantly on the run. But I don't know if that's if that's what we're what we're meant to take from that. But yeah, some... could it have something to do with the movie The Black Stallion? Who, raise your hand if you've seen it. I don't. I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, listeners, none of us raised our hands. <laughs> Listeners, also, um, has anybody, you know what, has anybody seen Black Beauty? Do you guys remember that? Oh, that's another yeah. horse movie. Yeah. That, I, I don't remember the it. movie. I don't remember the events of the movie. I just remember it was a movie back in the 90s, I think, I want to say. Because it's like a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the symbolism on the show is uh, religious. Mm. But I feel like there's some just like pop culture in yeah. there, too. Most yeah, definitely. Literary references and stuff. Yeah. Also, I think horses, just kind of gen- in general, a lot of stuff like symbolize like freedom and running around. Like, you always yeah. see horses running free yeah. at the end of movies and things. Okay, yeah, that would that would that would make sense. So in this case, this horse was her source to freedom yeah. because she was able to get away. I see. Yeah, all right. Also, yeah. uh, horses are seen as sort of a country, yeah, type of thing, and uh, there's Sawyer, who's kind of a country kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. And maybe Kate wants to ride him. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know you yeah. guys. Yeah, she talks about how she gets feelings for him every once in a while and then just sees her, her dead father. Oh, yeah, that that's the other thing. Uh, well, Sawyer is in and out of consciousness. He tells uh, he tells Jack that he loves Kate. <laughs> and uh, Chad mumbles to himself, I hate this fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he was channeling Wayne and he was talking about how much he loves his biological daughter kate that he doesn't think is his biological daughter because yeah. he wants to fuck her <laughs> that's so crazy yeah. or do you think he kept saying you're you're so beautiful like in the way that fathers say that to their daughters does that it a thing? didn't is seem that a like thing? it <laughs> <laughs> it was I, coming i mean i i feel like fathers do tell their daughters that but not like that <laughs> not not in a drunken stupor uh, especially up. not take off my pants oh yeah yeah <laughs> jeez yeah that's no that was crazy yeah. But Sawyer, yeah, he's a country guy. He's scared of horses. Like he sees that horse and is like, "Oh, you need to get me inside and away from this horse." That like, he's, yeah. so well, he's genuinely scared he, of a horse. Maybe he just respects the power. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that like pure muscle? Yeah. Okay. This is this is this is to the side. But have you guys seen horses uh, are all muscle and cock? So. <laughs> that's why every man wants to be a centaur. <laughs> just muscle and cock. Yeah. That sounds. That sounds like. That sounds like the follow up. To Franklin and Bash. <laughs> Muscle and cock. <laughs> Muscle uh, and cock. Country lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Oh, shit. Um, forget what I was going to say now. <laughs> That's another shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Muscle and cock attorneys at law. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Follow, yeah. Finishing up with the with the Kate storyline, like, um, she feels like she's going crazy and she sees this horse. But then, like, I, I, um, I guess she's granted that one small grace at the end of the episode where she's not the only one that sees the horse. So, does that bring her back? Does that snap her back to reality? I feel like... Yeah. I'm assuming that what snaps her back to reality is eventually she gets a good night's sleep. Uh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Because she never complains about being sleep deprived for the rest of the series. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> she's, she's, got that, she's got that hatch. Like, you can shower down there and mm-hmm. take naps on bunk yeah. beds. That, you think she hasn't been sleeping because Sawyer's sleeping in the bed? So, like, that's why she's been <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> she just goes, I don't, I'm, I'm not an easy sleeper. <laughs> I don't like the ground too much. She hasn't slept yeah. since they got to that island. We gotta stop using my bed as an infirmary. <laughs> so one of the other scenes in this, uh, before Kate sees the horse for the first time, mm-hmm. she's collecting uh, fruit yeah. to feed to Sawyer, uh, and she's climbing a tree and she almost falls out. I thought to myself, I've never seen anyone in this show in a tree before, mm. and maybe the fact that Kate almost falls out is why. No one ever goes in the trees. Yeah, it's not safe. And then I remembered the explosion. Didn't Kate explosion? end up in a tree? Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, when the hatch exploded, when they yeah, came Yeah, I back. like literally just yeah. remembered that as we were recording. Fuck, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, yeah. that does happen. Yeah, she's the only one you ever see in a tree, except Naomi you see her in a tree. Who's Naomi? <laughs> she was that British... She got killed by... Oh, the parachute. The, yeah. Okay. But she didn't climb that tree. She fell into that tree. Yeah. I see. We get a Kate and Jack kissing scene, and um, from the way it's been built up throughout the episode, it's Jack is is feeling a little, from all the scenes that we've seen before, maybe a little insecure because Sawyer has said the big L. You know, he's he's. I mean, he's in a he's in a fevered. I just got shot state apparently, but but then I don't know where is Jack's head in that kiss. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's because it's in a weird situation because this was right after like he's all mad at her because she left sawyer there to die i guess yeah and then she's acting all crazy and then she kisses someone and i don't i don't know how i would feel about that this yeah because by all by by everything that that jack is is seeing with kate that that doesn't read as someone that's that's doing okay right yeah yeah he seems kind of (laughs) worried yeah like right right before she kisses him like, he's just like, oh, she's losing it. I need to try and, like, ground her and steady yeah. her. Uh, you know, sort, sort of the way that you, you calm a horse. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, all he needed to do was start feeding her sugar cubes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him, like, patting her mane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> quietly shushing her. <laughs> but, but that's sort of what he was doing, yeah. right? <laughs> It works. It's soothing on yeah. people too. Oh man, that is interesting. Oh man, at the end of this, where do we leave Kate by the yeah. end of the episode? Wait, after is him chopping up wood before or after the kiss? After the kiss, right? Think, no, I think it's before. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think, or is it after? I think it's after. Is it after? Yeah, it's got to be after because he's mad. Oh, and because he wouldn't have been doing that before. Oh right, because we get we get we get Hurley to come in into the scene to kind of 
to give us a little window into Jack's mind, right? Yeah. Like, are you chopping Try and wood? sort of psychoanalyze <laughs> the show characters yeah. a bit. Yeah. I, I would really like it if there was more of that in the show. Yeah. Where it's just yeah. like, all right, let's explain what psychologically is going on with these characters <laughs> to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I like I like that conversation opener with Hurley. Like, oh, so um, Rose's husband is white. <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the first interracial couple on TV, on network TV. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly the first one uh, lost on the uh, deserted island. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Mr. and Mrs. Howell are both white. Yep. <laughs> Okay, we get a B story in this episode. <laughs> With, what, uh, hold on. Okay, Bef- okay. Before we move into the B story, uh, you, you guys mentioned uh, where, where's Jack's head at after uh, after Kate kisses him. Uh, we kind of get to see that at the very end of the show oh. where he decides that he's going to drink with... Anna Lucia. Anna Lucia and be like, yo, bitches be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he just like straight up says that to Anna Lucia. He's like, ah, I'm just trying to... Yeah, like yeah, uh, or she can she can say like, are you trying to are you trying to prove to me that everybody in this camp doesn't hate me? And he's like, oh, you no, know, that or women aren't crazy. I forget. Only, the line only if you're trying to prove to me that women aren't all crazy <laughs> or not all women are crazy. Yeah. That is a very 2005 yeah. line. Yeah, because if it was nowadays, then it would have been the response would have been hashtag yes all women. Is that, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> it have been like cancel loss would yeah. have been a hashtag, like uh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not necessarily, because uh, Jack is, has been shown uh, in this show, and I, I'm assuming it was previously shown. Jack is a flawed person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it was a very interesting scene that he would decide to approach Anna Lucia, a person who has killed a man, yeah. and uh, drop that little tidbit yeah. of sexism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know any women that have killed men to the best of my knowledge but if i did they would be the last person i would be (laughs) sexist to yeah you've killed men like me before right aren't you crazy like all other women (laughs) also i wrote down that jack and and lucia always seem to bond at the end of episodes and they never really have any time during an episode to talk to each other i feel like they're trying to set something up there yeah, yeah it really did seem like that like i was wondering like oh if not for all the duis would they have <laughs> uh, had a jack and lucia yeah, thing going man. on we would have had a love pentagon yeah imagine what the seasons would have looked like if if that if that drunken driving thing yeah. wasn't a thing uh, yeah that's just... why you shouldn't drink and drive in <laughs> stories you might get written off lost yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's uh like I, I think that would have been a really interesting pairing because I feel like she would have drawn Jack not just in uh she would have drawn him in a different direction mm-hmm. than like say Juliet did cuz uh the Jack Juliet thing uh it always sort of just seemed like she wasn't changing him at all right uh she was just either putting obstacles in front of him or helping him past yeah. obstacles that are being put in front right. of him yeah whereas i think that uh, because of the whole thing with uh, jack wanting to go to war and uh, choosing Anne lucia to be someone who's going to help him take the island right. to war uh it would have definitely have gone in uh interesting different directions yes yeah. 
if we were to moneyball it and like based on these characters and their personality traits well, I, I kind of forget what we saw of Anna Lucia's story so I forget what she's about well she I was... don't know what the uh, viewers of Lost have seen mm. of Anna Lucia's story previously uh, what we saw is just that she killed someone yeah as a cop right yeah my gosh she, she took the law into her own hands so I feel like that would make uh, I don't know it would put her in a slightly better kinship with jack because jack is like i do it on my own i do it by myself and in those stories that we saw with anna lucia like she was taking the law into her own hands she was taking justice for herself so she was kind of i'm i do it on my own kind of thing too so like what does that look like when you have two headstrong people in a relationship uh i mean because you know you'd probably probably be met with a lot of passion but, I, I yeah. assume that it would look a lot like uh, the kind of slash fiction <laughs> that uh, Jack and Sawyer are in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Except instead of Sawyer, it's Anna Lucia. Yeah. Two, two, two alphas. <laughs> yeah. In this case, we just have like a, a, a Fast and a Furious badass yeah. as, as one of our alphas. I see. Send us uh, your favorite Jack and Sawyer slash fic. <laughs> or Jack and Anna Lucia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Send us one of those. That, then we would know have a better idea of what their relationship would be like. Yeah, I would definitely be interested in that. It's like, would Anna Lucia have actually out alpha Jack? Yeah. And sort of ended up being more of the leader than him? Yeah. Maybe you've got a lot of pegging in those stories, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, so send us your your Jack and Anna Lucia uh, fan fictions with hashtag Jackalucia. (laughs) That's that's one of those cute names that'll make it into the tabloids. Jack Lucia. (laughs) Too Can't great spell taste. Anna Lucia without anal. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> anal Jack. <laughs> uh, I feel like hashtag Anal Jack will probably bring up some different nah. stuff. It's <laughs> a good. That's a good Google search. Like, oh, what? What have I done? <laughs> what horrors have I wrought? <laughs> All right. So B plot. B plot. We see Sawyer, Michael, and Echo in the. Uh, in the hatch, and Lock they are Michael and Echo. Yeah. Lock, oh, well, Sawyer's there, but oh yeah, he's just in the bed. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, um, Sawyer's not an active participant <laughs> in the B plot. That's right. He's very passive this episode. <laughs> we get John, Echo, and Locke in the hatch, and they're watching a movie. Um, no popcorn. Michael, Echo, and Locke. What did I say? John. Oh, John Locke. Yeah. Wait. Is there another John? <laughs> no. Is there another John? I don't think so. Yeah, Locke. That's actually kind of surprising. I mean, I'm not surprised because if you're writing a show, you probably don't want two characters with the same name. Yeah. But But you know, if that was a real plane crash, it'd be like three Mats. There would be more than one Johns. Three Mats, three Michaels, and three Johns. (laughs) But they get to see a film by Pierre Chang, Marvin Candle, and uh, this is is a video instructing them on how that particular hatch works, that station. And then the additional footage shows... Uh, it's a it's a warning from Pierre uh, Chang, and the warning is, uh, "Don't not enter in the numbers for fear of another quote unquote incident happening." Yeah, and also not to use the computer to communicate with the outside world. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do do we know what the incident is? Yeah, um, it's the detonation of a nuclear bomb in season. Five? Yeah, at the end of season five. Yeah. So there's a nuclear bomb that's exploded on the island, and uh, 
they have to encase it in like some kind of concrete or yeah lead because or there was there's something down there in the ground where the hatch is some weird electromagnetic thing and that's also where they exploded the bomb and i don't know why what that has to do with the instructions that they're giving them yeah that that doesn't really seem to track <laughs> yeah because after the bomb exploded uh pierre chang left yeah or before it exploded rather yeah, yeah. Well, i mean i think he's still because he was there to after they built this hatch to like record the videos and stuff right so, oh, so the hatch was built after uh, the explosion? Yeah, because they were building the swan. That's where they, the explosion was at. So I guess at some point they came That's back and why built confused. it on top. Is, is that but a plot hole? I feel like it never made sense to me. That, okay, yeah, that happened. But then what does that have to do with the hatch? And how is that the incident if right. that was a nuclear bomb right. that exploded, you know? I mean, that was a thing that... I mean, I can see them calling it an incident, but what, is that, what does that have to do with people in the hatch not... Also, I thought that the, code, the, right? uh, the explosion created an alternate timeline that sent us into the yeah. sideways reality, and in the reality where the bomb exploded, the island sunk. Yeah, so I don't know what these. <laughs> it's always been implied that's what it was. That like, it was I, like, I feel like, like they've sort of hand waved in that direction. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the incident. Moving on, moving yeah, on. Let's not think about it too hard. Yeah. I, at these points in our podcast, I wonder <laughs> if there's any hardcore Lost fans that listen to us and, and they're get just like yelling at, the, at, at their phones. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just like, motherfuckers. It's been explained already in some <laughs> side video that was on the DVDs. <laughs> it's like, if you guys refer to season three, if you guys audio track. the video game. <laughs> if you guys heard director commentary like I did, you would have understood what exactly happened with the... Uh, with the incident and that nuclear explosion. Did I tell you guys I got a book, a lost book, that was supposed to be like an episode guide kind of thing? So it seemed like, but it was only for like the first season. I didn't Boo. realize that when I bought it. <laughs> so I still haven't read it. But you need it. like a complete series. Yeah, thing that's like what I was that. trying to get hold of. And yeah. Like I, I remember uh, one, of the, one of the coolest books that I had when I was uh, younger was uh, this Star Trek book oh, yes. that was called The uh, Complete Guide to the Future, or <laughs> The Complete History of the Future. That's a great name. And uh, it, it just, like, it had a little bit of synopsis on all the different episodes and the general timeline of everything. And I was just like, man, Star Trek's so fucking cool. <laughs> and then, like, that was it. Yeah. I never actually engaged with Star Trek that much. <laughs> I was like that with the the X Men. I got in like a book at the book fair. Oh. Mm-hmm. Then it had like like all the main characters, and like synopsis is about them, and like some of the storylines and stuff. And then I never actually read pretty much any comics. Just that and the cartoon was enough X Men for me. Yeah, you're just like yeah. I read this, and I think the X Men are cool. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to read more about them. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Just like I was like, yeah, no, this is cool. I don't need to watch all of Next Generation to understand this. Yeah. <laughs> Is Next Generation, is that like the most beloved of the, of the Star Trek like world? I believe so. Yeah. Or at least by our generation. It yeah. is. I mean, yeah, you got like you got like Whoopi Goldberg doing her thing. What was she in, in that anyway? A, a bartender? bartender? I thought so, but I didn't want to say it. I don't <laughs> know why. Sure she's a bartender. Because yeah, I was thinking I think so. like on a ship full of people, why would you need a bartender? But I guess they made it work. And yeah. was, she, was she like the person that listened to everybody's problems? Or was that her deal? I think so. Well, uh, I think uh, Dr. Troy also listens to everyone's problems, right? Yeah. That's the dude with the beard, right? No. no uh, Deanna Troy is uh, the chick with the uh, oh. kind of violet 
maroonish jumpsuit. Oh, I think so. I think I curly hair. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't. I never really watched the show. Oh man, people are yelling so yeah. hard at their phones because I called him the bearded guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, what you can tell by this is uh, we've somewhat engaged in a lot of different fandoms <laughs> and then just turned around and walked away. Yeah. Yeah, so we're 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 the everyman when it comes to this yeah. podcast. Um, but we, speaking we of have... turning around and walking away, it's time to start wrapping up. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> oh shit! Do we have anything more to say about yeah, any other plot lines? Um, well, we there's a whole King King Josiah bit that Echo mentions to to um, to Locke, and yeah. I can't make heads or tails of that. I know that's a thing, but I, I don't remember. You don't, what it was. I was going to ask if you're familiar with that story, but yeah, and he has, he says that they found a book, and the book they found was hollowed out with the with the film in it and i wanted to ask you guys if you ever had a hollowed out book what did you keep in it because <laughs> i've always wanted one but i've never done it yeah that's where people keep their guns yeah. and shit right like or money. Or passports yeah yeah uh that's like uh your go bag yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy um i hadn't but i did have a I did have like a little stash where I kept my porn. It wasn't mm. it wasn't in a book though. I, I I always thought like I had like the best porn hiding stash. Yeah. I don't know. I think I might have told you guys this already. But like um, um, in in my as a as a teenager, I had like a dresser, like a bureau dresser, and the bottom drawer. Oh, I'd yeah. pull out the bottom drawer, and there'd be some dead space, and then wood, and then like you know, and then so I'd always pull out the bottom drawer, and there'd be like <laughs> stinking like porns galore yeah. under there i was like my treasure trope of porn because i'm a creepy kid yeah. but yeah I, that's that's as close as i can remember i think like i kept a playboy like in a stack of other magazines really with a turned around so you couldn't see what a, the title was or whatever i had all my porn piled up in the bottom shelf of my dresser which was broken <laughs> so it's like oh you can't open up the drawer and see all the porn that's in here <laughs> uh, but what I realized uh, later was if you open up the drawer right above that, you can see <laughs> the drawer below it. You'll just see like hot and heavy, the cover of like yeah. whatever the, I don't know, that's not a real porn magazine. You'd see like a penthouse or something right underneath yeah. that. Uh, but you can't get to it. It's like the worst. <laughs> no, I, I knew how to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I tell you guys, when I was like, I don't know, like eight or ten or something, I was at a friend's house, and we went into like his dad's his dad's porn stash, and we were looking through the magazines, and at one point, I went, oh, there was a there was a girl, I was like, oh yeah, she's hot, and he looked down, and she had a, she had a wiener, mm-hmm. and everybody <laughs> made fun of me. <laughs> you know, the uh, largest consumers of uh, transsexual porn are actually straight men. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard that. Also, I, I don't understand how that tracks. Right. But. <laughs> it's also since that moment you've always looked at women from the feet up. Right? Yeah, I always start like, from the bottom. Never again. Yeah, I will not. I will not go right. gently into that good night. And and it wasn't like a transsexual porn magazine. It was just an ad, uh-huh. like in the back. So I don't know if that's what his dad was into or not. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, Easter egg corner. Um, Liliha Bakery. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. The, that's the diner where Kate's mom works. I feel like that's a different diner than what we see in the future episode. I think so. Probably. I think she yeah. probably works at a different one when next we see her. She, she's like, I had to leave. I had to start fresh after my husband and my house was gone. Yeah. I yeah, had to start another Everyone diner. knew my daughter was a murderer. Yeah. yeah. That, that seems like a good reason to move. Yeah. yeah. 
then later on we see Kate get arrested at I think a train station or a bus station. It's supposed to be a bus depot, yeah. I believe, but we're thinking that that is the downtown post office. Yeah, I think that's what that was. That would make sense. Yeah, and then uh, we get the Patsy Cline song that you always get in a Kate episode. It's "Walking After Midnight," which I think has been in at least one other, maybe two. Oh, okay. And Judy Chamness is in this episode. I was wondering if she popped yeah. up. I saw all those losties show up on at the funeral. Yeah, at the and funeral. I, like, I couldn't. I couldn't make her. And she's standing there, and you can see very clearly the uh, the girl who keeps like uh, tricking me every episode with the in the yellow hoodie. That's not someone, Judy. Yeah, that's not Judy. You can tell that. You mean NJ? It's definitely not her. Yeah, NJ, not Judy. <laughs> not Judy. <laughs> now we have a name for her in the yellow hoodie. That's mm-hmm. not Judy Chamness. What one other thing about this episode uh, that I would like to point out? This would have been a fucking great first episode mm. to start someone in oh. because it gives you clues about things that have happened before, but it doesn't have someone who's like sitting you down. There's like, uh, here's what happened last week yeah, on Lost. Yeah. Uh, so it gives you a bunch of interesting hooks uh, about all of the characters. And uh, allusions to their past that you want to see expanded on. Right. And uh, it's just like, oh, man. Like, the further back we go, the more I'm like, man, Lost was a really good show. <laughs> you know what? I, I agree with you 100%. Like, um, if I saw this episode for the first time in that, that Kate and Charlie scene out in the jungle where he's mm-hmm. just like, she's like, you seen a horse? And he's like, no, I've seen polar bears and I've seen monsters. And I would have been like, what is this show? Let me know everything that you are. <laughs> can't just say polar bear and monsters and expect me to tune out. My yeah. interest is peaked. <laughs> Lost. You got me. Yeah. Definitely much more mystery than instead of uh, seeing all these polar bear cages and learning that the Dharma Initiative was weighing their Hell turds yeah. and all that stuff before mm-hmm. you ever see a polar bear. But yeah, I would say on a uh, first episode scale, which is how I am now going mm. to measure every episode right. of Lost, I would put this episode at a nine. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if, what I would give this one. Probably an eight. Yeah, I'd probably give it a give it a yeah. I'd probably give it an eight because also you have the whole thing with, with Sawyer shot and he's in the bed. And you're like, how did that guy get shot? <laughs> and what's up with the handcuff on the the Asian dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what I expect to be uh, last episode about <laughs> uh, the exchange of prisoners and shooting Sawyer. Yeah. Ah. So what, what have you guys been getting lost in? Me and uh, Chad and I were talking about this, and we were talking about this uh, earlier, but uh, I've been getting lost in Damon Lindelof's new show on HBO, The Watchmen. Um, and it's a nice lateral move for any of our listeners, too. So if you're not already watching it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's another Damon Lindelof joint. Yeah. And it's only that. about, as of uh, the recording of this episode, five episodes in? Yeah. At this point in time, from when we're recording, it's five episodes in. I think they're doing a total of nine episodes this season, if I'm not mistaken. But if you're a fan of The Watchmen, even if you're not a fan of The Watchmen, if you're a fan of Lost, or if you're a fan of anything Damon Lindelof, I'll definitely say check it out. But um, yeah, so far it's been great. Like Not to, not to drop any spo- spoilers, but like um, all the stuff that... That all the themes and reoccurring things that we remember and lost for the episodes that we're counting on, it pops up in this show, and it's amazing. There's themes to broken, you know, family relations. Also, there's a lot of religious iconography, and, and it's great to see within this world of the Watchmen because it's mm-hmm. a well-established world that has a big fan following mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So it's a it's a lived-in world. It feels like, which is great because then within that lived-in world. 
um, Damon Lindelof and his team just seems to play within it, and it makes it a great show. Though I dig yeah. it. So if you, if you yeah. get a chance, is, is, do they have a lot of Doctor Manhattan in it and his big blue wiener? Not Can't really. Say. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, one of us is good at spoilers, and one of us isn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I, I would say definitely about uh, Watchmen, if you guys are fans of our show. And uh, you want us to talk about that show as well. Uh, I think that we would be very interested in doing so. Yeah. yeah. But there are a billion fucking Watchmen uh, <laughs> podcasts. Nah. And they all have something, uh, some sort of joke about uh, who watches the Watchmen. <laughs> we watch the Watchmen. Uh, we're Watchmen watchers. <laughs> uh, the Watchermen or something like that. The Redford yeah. Administration. There's another uh, there's another podcast yeah. called We Do, and that's the entire name of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, because it's huh. Who Watches the Watchmen. Yeah. We Do. Yeah. Uh, is there a Watch Women one, or it's just... I'm sure females? there is. Oh, okay. uh, I, I am definitely leaning towards, uh, if we do do a Watchmen podcast, yeah. I would like to do uh, Listening to the Listener Men or something like that. <laughs> oh, interesting. I wouldn't mind yeah. it so much. Who listens to the listener men? Yeah. <laughs> who listens to the... Who listens to the listen men? <laughs> <laughs> and we're the listen men, and what we do is we watch the watchmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you listen to us. <laughs> yes. uh, or we're asking who listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's a, uh, that yeah. is a double Oh, double, lost. double lost. Yep. Yeah. Uh, today I've been getting lost in... Uh, and uh, the new Troma movie that finally got released on DVD oh, sure. or Blu-ray. Yeah, it was uh, Return to Return to Newcomb High, vol- a.k.a. Volume 2. Whoa. Yeah. How was that? Um, it, was, it was good. It's good for a Troma movie. It's the, the thing about it is that like they film Volumes 1 and 2 together. I think it's supposed to be one movie. And then they split it because I think they had too much footage. But not really quite enough to make a sequel. Oh, wow. So they, they shot some more stuff and they kind of put it together, but it still feels very disjointed. But it still has all the good trauma stuff you need of lesbianism and head crushing. Damn, that that is flips. so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I got on Blu-ray, so I've I've watched it. Now there's two director's commentaries I have to watch through. Nice. And then the making of you know, those are always the best parts of getting a a trauma Blu-ray or DVD. Is the making of? Yeah, it's like your own film school. Watching Lloyd is... Kaufman yell at people. Damn, I see. But yeah, Chet? so that's what I've been getting lost in. Did you say it was already? Yeah, I said uh, yeah. it was a yours. double. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, it's a double. It's a double. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. Sorry. Yeah, guys. we've both been getting lost. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So yeah, please. Like you, you looped me in uh, to it too. You, you said we we were talking about it. Yeah. Sorry. We both into it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did we all talk about our thing? And we're like, we're we're we're. I'm I'm so into the Watchmen because I, I was totally going to talk about Watchmen. But, <laughs> sorry. Uh, David asked you first. <laughs> I mean, I. There's other stuff that I've been doing. No, there hasn't. <laughs> no, that's great. That's fine. Because then now we're, there's like a there's more impetus yeah. for our, our listeners to be so like. Because you guys double the reason to go watch The Watchmen, <laughs> yeah. unless you want to wait for us to watch it all in reverse after it's over. I mean, yeah. we could do it in regular order and just keep yeah. doing this sure. like this, and then whatever the next show that we're gonna do is. Yeah. So if you want us to do that, uh, hit us up with hashtag Please Watch The Watchmen. <laughs> or, or you could uh, tell us uh, in person. Uh, Nemhatawa. <laughs> would that would that be Watchmen backwards? Nemhatawa. I see it. Wait, where's the C? 
Or men watch. Yeah. No, don't do men watch. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna lead us to different things. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we have to watch back words. <laughs> <laughs> we have to watch backwards. Backward words. What? We have to yeah. word watch back. <laughs> oh. oh, so it's time for the untitled um segment of the show which had predicts next week oh also you got full points this week yeah because you knew that uh you guessed correctly that the episode what kate did was a kate episode yeah because i'm smart yeah <laughs> so you're two for 70 or so i think yeah uh yeah. so what's the name of uh, next week's episode next week's episode is entitled collision collision Ooh. uh all right so there was uh no collision there was no quid pro quo <laughs> uh, a little bit of topical humor for those uh listening to us uh in 2019 yeah, yeah. uh if you're listening yeah. to this in 2021 you are so fucked please on that, please on that tell us that quo. everything got better <laughs> <laughs> tell us how trump's second term is going <laughs> You know, it's just like, it's just a, in, in a few years time, it's just right. going to be an apocalyptic wasteland and somebody's <laughs> going to find this on, like, on a USB store drive <laughs> somewhere. And they're like, no, it did not get better. <laughs> it did not get better at all. And then they have to take uh, the earbuds out of their ear to fight the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> all 52 of them. <laughs> oh, they got me. Oh. Um, I think that it is going to be a Saeed episode, oh. uh, because it's going to be about, uh, you know, the uh, prisoner exchange and mm. uh, Sawyer getting shot and uh, uh, Anna Lucia killing Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good time for a Saeed episode. Or yeah, maybe sense. it's about Shannon. Yeah, and we get introduced. We haven't seen a Shannon episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, who did you think? What did you think about the sh- the Shannon mentions in this app? Uh, I'm assuming Shannon is uh, the sister of the guy who we also haven't seen since <laughs> uh, the plane. Yeah, Boone. Yeah. Because um, I believe that I recall in the last season that they're related. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nice. nice. Yeah, because I think we see him in one of the flashbacks at the airport, or a couple flashbacks in the airport, I think. What is the actor the who plays Boone on the show? I can never remember that dude's name. All I can remember is his piercing eyes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to him then. Yeah. Right. We'll have plenty of time to talk about... Oh, God, it's right in the tip of my tongue. Ian Summerhold. That's it. Yes. Motherfuck. Like I'm thinking Damon Lindelof. I know it's not it, but it kind of has like a similar last name <laughs> in my mouth. Lindelof. Yeah. Summerhold. Yeah. This is Lindelof. This is somewhere older. I don't know. What, I don't know what accent that is. That's that's it all. It sounded terrible. like you were kind of trying to do Werner Herzog. That's yeah. <laughs> a very grim voice. Yeah. <laughs> right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, check us out on social media or on Instagram, Twitter. At what bro pod? Hey, uh, Find us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, next week for uh, what Kate did, or not what Kate did. Collision. This is what Kate did this week. Next week is Collision. Come back and listen to that. Please. Yeah. That's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. <laughs>